how do you price an ad on your channel? That's probably the most common question we get from other creators. And it was the biggest question we had when we first started on YouTube. So we're hosting a live workshop on how to price yourself. This is everything that we've learned in the past 13 years of being on YouTube and our simple three-step process that'll help you develop concrete pricing. So if you wanna join us for this live session, just go to colinandsamir.com slash live. Enter your email and you'll get all the information about our live event on May 9th. All right, hope you enjoy this episode of The Colin and Samir Show. All right, what's up, everyone? This is an audio-only episode of The Colin and Samir Show. And why don't we just start by talking about what happened the second before we pressed record, Colin? So Samir came in with a coffee, an iced coffee for me today, which is great. But when he put it on the table, he said, hey, just so you know, I lost the straw. That's right. In transit, I lost the straw. So you're going to have to drink without a straw and without the top on. I said, no worries. I'm 32 years old. I can competently drink this coffee right. without a lid. Wrong. As we were starting, I poured the coffee all over my white pants and all over the floor. Everywhere. I was rattled. I was mainly rattled because of the butterfly effect. Because as I walked in the door, I was like, oh, man, I lost the straw. I wish I had the straw. Came in, told Colin there's no straw. Because of the no straw, he took off the lid. Because of the no lid, right before we started, he reached for something across the table, coffee spills all over his white pants. Those white pants are done all over the floor. And we have guests coming in this week. We now have to solve the sticky floor. And um, that's how we're starting today's pod. I'm talking to you drenched. Drenched. He's drenched in coffee. Shirt, so, shirt and pants, just totally drenched. Today's episode of the Colin and Samir show here in this audio only experience is going to be all about our predictions for the future of the creator economy. This is based off of an issue of the published press we sent out on Sunday, which is our creator economy newsletter. It's free. We send it every Tuesday and Friday. And at the beginning of the quarters, we talk about trends. So we're going to talk about what we think is going to happen between now and the end of the year and for the future of the creator economy. We have four predictions from four writers, including Colin and myself. And we're also just gonna talk generally about those predictions. We don't have a YouTube upload this week. That's gonna go out on Monday because we spent the whole week at VidSummit. We'll talk a bit about that. And uh, outside of that, let's get into it. Colin, roll the intro. First and foremost, we gave a keynote at VidSummit and it was so fun. Yeah, I it was a it. great time being on stage. It was so cool. Also, I thought one of the coolest things was to look out in the crowd and see people wearing published merch. That was like one of my favorites. That, yeah. Like the blue hat, the press published shirts. I've been seeing it a lot more now. Ryan Trahan wore it in his most recent video. Oh, that's cool. Unnecessary Inventions wore it in one of his videos. Like a lot of creators that I love are wearing it. And I, th that's just like really cool to me. One of the things that seeing the merch in the crowd really signifies is community. It's something that we talked about in our talk was that community is the product of being a creator. Like for us, the fact that we're uploading regularly, we're creating a community of like-minded individuals. And our first prediction from the published press is my prediction. And my prediction is that what we're about to see is the, the rise. God, I wish I didn't fumble over that. All right, let me try. Let me try again. So what we're going to see is the rise of community-based creators. So if you watch our channel, you know we talk a lot about idea-based creators and relationship-based creators. But I think there's going to be a third group that emerges in very prominent fashion. It's not like they don't exist today, but community-based creators. Yeah, and, and, and this is something that's coming about actually because individual creators are facing so much pressure 
to upload consistently again and again and again. If you want to create a community, you have to upload consistently, but that's a lot to put on one person. Mm -hmm. If you sort of distribute that weight and audiences aren't just relying on a sole individual to start the conversation, you can pivot and have audiences talking to each other, like-minded audiences. I also think it's assuming that audiences are passive and not active, right? Mm -hmm. Like that assumption I think is incorrect today. I think if you're an audience member, you actually want to be an active audience member. So let me give the example that I wrote about in the published press. I, I, I wrote about Tori Dunlap. Now, if you don't know who Tori Dunlap is, she runs a community called Her First 100K. It helps female entrepreneurs achieve their first $100,000. And what's amazing is she's built this community around people posting their bank accounts when it reaches $100,000. And there is a, um, on her website, if you go to herfirst100k.com, there's a page that says, join our free community. You click on it. It's a Facebook group with 63,000 people in it. And now, these people are able to motivate each other, each other right? It's exactly. not just Tori as the creator yeah. who has to provide the guidance and help all of her follow followers try and reach $100,000 in their bank account. Right. This community is there for each other, creating she, for each other. She sparks it. And then everyone knows what to talk about because she's created the space for that. Now, one thing that's amazing about Tori, we were going to get on the phone with her recently and, and we had to reschedule. But when we rescheduled, she was like, hey, I'm actually going to be out of town for the next three months. And we found out she was going on a sabbatical to write her book. So she's gone for three months, focused on writing a book, not creating. But her community is creating for each other. That's really powerful because that actually flips the whole model of being a creator into saying, actually our job is to pick a topic, start the conversation, and then create the space for that conversation to happen. And we can step out because we are assuming that our community, and not, not necessarily assuming, we're actually empowering our community to be more active, to create for each other. And that takes a lot of pressure off of creators. Yeah, we're seeing that a lot where a creator will end up developing a community that can kind of stand alone. And that actually got me thinking about if you were to start as a creator today and you weren't sure maybe where to look, Reddit is actually an unbelievable place that has all of these developed communities that are interacting with each other multiple times a day. Mm -hmm. And they're super active. Think about which community on Reddit you would belong to and you would like to be a part of. That may be a really good community to start being a creator for. Yes. Right? I, I think Reddit was really ahead of its time, but it's 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 like that's why it's so relevant today. When you look at creators like even, you know, PewDiePie, one of the largest creators on the platform, like his Reddit community is active every day. Actually, another great example of this is KSI. KSI creates content based on what his Reddit community is talking about. Mm -hmm. He reacts to the content they're making for each other. They make memes about him and then he makes videos about those memes. And it's a cycle where the community's creating content for each other, he's creating content about the community. I think one of the most popular Reddit communities is Wall Street Bets. Yeah. Which had an unbelievable rise during the entire AMC GameStop mm -hmm. situation that took place uh, in the stock market. That would be a perfect community if you were a finance creator right. to really embed yourself in and think, okay, can I make a YouTube series based off of maybe what's happening yeah, inside yeah. Wall Street Bets? Imagine a weekly recap of like the top news from Wall Street Bets. You're so, serving a community. Yeah. And then that community serves as your base. So. I think uh, that's my prediction that I think we're actually going to see a lot more niche communities where there's a single creator that operates as like a, you know, tribe leader or someone who's sparking conversation, but it's actually based on the community 
creating content for each other. Okay, prediction number two, which was my prediction, is that creators are hiring and getting hired. Now, this is something I started to think about when we posted something on Twitter, asking creators to comment and reply to our Twitter post if they were hiring and what position they were hiring. And it, it was unbelievable. It was like 40 to 50 creators all chimed in with positions that they're hiring for. And then on the other side of it, I started to see things where companies were looking to hire creators. Disney started a Disney creator lab where they are picking people who are already creating, bringing them in for, I believe it's a uh, three-month program, and they're going to train them on branding, monetizing, and marketing, specifically the Disney brand on social media. So this is really fascinating where Mm -hmm. they're realizing that the next great hiring pool already exists and they're creators. That the next great people who are going to work at Disney are currently creating content. And and when you think about our organization, most of our creative team actually has dropped out of college. All of them. All of them. Yeah. All of our team are college dropouts. And they were creators in their own right before working with us. And some of them still do create on their own platforms. One of our editors has a video with 8 million views on TikTok. Yeah. He's on Famous Birthdays. He's on Famous Birthdays. He has an IMDb. He has an IMDb. But that's because there's nowhere for us to even look to hire outside of what is already taking place on these platforms. I think the interesting thing that we'll see is that if you are that good of a creator, right? Or if you, if you develop yourself as a creator in the Disney Creator Lab, you learn about branding, monetization, and marketing. Why would you want to work at Disney? Or is there going to be a new form of employment that's kind of like half independent, half working here? Potentially, but... I mean, think about our time when we were creators working within a company. Yeah, that's true. That was you get stable beautiful. salaries. Yeah, that was great. You get to really hone your craft. That's you right. get to network. And then you are much more confident, or you should be hopefully yeah, yeah, yeah. more prepared when you choose to go out on your own and be an independent creator. That's a good call. I, I think when I look back at that time, it was so awesome because we were at a company. We got to plug into a community. We got to learn about how to sell, how to market. Uh, and it wasn't all the weight wasn't on us. We got to focus on being creators. So I think this could be a, a large future where Disney is a creative company looking for creators. Um, they definitely can find their next big IP, right, out mm-hmm. of this creator world. Or they could launch, like, the Mickey Mouse Club could become social, right? Yep. Like, it could become decentralized, too. They could sign the Mickey Mouse Club. That's not necessarily a show, but a cast of characters that plays out across TikTok and Instagram and YouTube. I mean, the same way that we're a part of Samsung's Team Galaxy, That's which right. is a digital team, same thing could happen for Disney. Now, the question is, do is, it, is this just reserved for media companies that are going to hire creators? Or are we going to start seeing like clothing brands hire creators? Are we going to see bigger corporations hire creators? I guess we're seeing it with Dunkin' as well. Yeah, I mean, Dunkin' Donuts started yeah. a program for their employees to learn more about how to make TikToks while on the job at Market Duncan. They can make extra cash while working on the advertising side of Dunkin' Donuts. I think this could be a win-win across the board because aspiring creators can get an income to mm-hmm. learn how to create, and they might just love that job, and companies can benefit from the innovation that's happening on a day-to-day basis of creators. Totally. All right. Our third prediction. This is from... Alice, and she writes that POV TikTok will make everyone, quote unquote, that girl. So let me explain this. It's it's a really interesting, first of all, I love Alice's predictions because she's so 
in the TikTok community and in that world that I learned so much when I read her articles that she submits for the published press. I mean, Alice has vocabulary that I don't even understand. I love it. It's I think great. it's great. Um, so what Alice is talking about here is essentially there's a lot of these like POV creators on TikTok that are showing you how to transform your world and make it more Pinteresty, right? More aspirational or even just like what they're doing on a day-to-day -day basis. Basically at a high level, this is daily vlogging that's playing out across like five to 30 uploads a day from someone showing you what they're doing in their day, showing you their space, showing it, showing you life from their point of view. And it's playing out on TikTok in short form vertical content. And Alice is predicting a shift from what was maybe a more highly produced skit based uh, grouping of content on TikTok to mm -hmm. now this more laid back lifestyle content right. that creators on TikTok will be able to monetize with uh TikTok's integrations now with Shopify. So you know what I think TikTok did really well was when TikTok launched as an app, they gave everyone direction. They said, this is what we do. We do these dances. You can do this challenge. You can do this challenge. They gave everyone direction and they gave them these sounds. You click on the sound and you can create your version of that. So it's not overwhelming when you open the app where you're like, what do I make, right? Like when you open up YouTube, there's no direction of like, make this kind of content today because everyone's making this kind of content. But when you open up TikTok, that does exist. So that was really helpful. But now that you have creators who have come onto the platform and the boom that TikTok saw last year, now what you're starting to see is creators saying, okay, well, now I'm on here. I don't think I need to do the trends. Let me try something different. And what's interesting is POV content is unique to every different creator. It's, it's an overarching trend that's happening on the platform, but it's not like if you did your morning routine, I would do the exact same thing. I would do a different version of that, mm -hmm. right? So I think it's the daily vlog is moving from what was a YouTube format to now being this TikTok format and it's happening in real time. What's crazy is if I post my morning routine in the morning, by the afternoon, I could react to comments and do something based on what my comments are saying in the afternoon and post that to TikTok. And I might've posted five TikToks along the way. So what, it's like a living, breathing daily vlog. What I wonder though is, is TikTok actually the right place for that style of content? Do people overall go to TikTok solely for the personalities time and time again, or are they showing up for the For You page, which is this mix that is determined by the algorithm of interesting content? I think it's possible that it will shift in that direction. Like I look at um, Victoria Paris, who was on our show, who's probably like one of the, one of the most uh, popular, you know, vloggers on the platform, I guess I'll call her. Mm -hmm. um, and what's interesting is you come across one of hers on, on your For You page. And I think your natural inclination, because it's like a snippet of her day, is to click on her profile and go see what's in and around that piece of content you saw. Mm -hmm. So I wonder if TikTok makes something that's almost like playlisting, where... I see Victoria Paris's and I know it's part one of five from that day and that it signifies that for me so that I can go click to see what happens next and what happens next and what happens next. I think TikTok does allow you now. They do? Yeah, you can playlist your This content. is why we need Alice. This is why we need Alice. Because I'm unfamiliar. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Overall, I think we talk a lot about idea-based creators and relationship-based creators. Idea-based creators, that is YouTube right now. People are gamifying YouTube. People are looking at retention graphs. They're studying analytics and making creative decisions based on analytics. It's completely fine. That's what YouTube is today. What TikTok I think is, I, I don't know that many people who are talking about 
retention graphs or analytics on TikTok. I think people are throwing things at the wall right now and seeing what works and then trends are catching. And that's why I think all of a sudden the experimentation naturally leads you to these relationship-based creators who are, let me share my life with you and see how that goes. I think just what's not written yet is, does TikTok have the ability to create fandom that lasts over years and years and years? We don't know yet. We don't know yet. We don't know yet, but I think short form vertical content is going to be what progresses the content space forward. That's YouTube shorts, Instagram reels, and TikTok. And most of it's coming from TikTok. Another prediction here, just off the dome. Yeah, I love this. Instagram, when you open it up, it's just going to be reels. It's not going to be the feed. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, I think short form vertical content is the future. It's probably also a big part of the future of Colin and Samir. This weekend from Friday to Sunday on our shorts, we've done 1.2 million views. Crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. Okay. Now, if you do build a relationship-based audience on TikTok, TikTok knows that advertising not be... I keep fumbling on these, man. Too much coffee. Too much coffee. Um, All right. TikTok knows that advertising might not be the model for you. Right? It's also just, it's incredibly difficult to monetize short form content, just purely based off of length. Right. uh, Especially when you're going to go, if the, especially if the platform is going to be the one that places the ads because the videos are so short and you're consuming so many from different people, how do you attribute who gets the money from the ad? Mm -hmm. And that's why Max's prediction is our fourth and final prediction from this issue of the published press. And what he says is that creator commerce is the future. Specifically, he's focusing on TikTok finally confirming this week that they're launching TikTok shopping. It's a platform that lets businesses integrate their products directly into TikTok. So that's pretty interesting. It's a partnership with Shopify and we're starting to see this across all social media platforms. I really like Max's line here. He says, I expect that creator-led shopping and live stream shopping in particular hold the future of America's clothing industry in their hands. That's a, that's a good line, Max. Yeah, I like that. That's a power line. I like that. And I think it's a bold prediction, but I think it's right. This is, of course, this is the future of the American fashion industry it lies in the hands of these creators. Like l- this is a little bit off topic, but look at what's happening on Depop, right? Like mm-hmm. if you just spend a little bit of time on Depop, you start to realize where, like how fashion is starting to come together. TikTok and Depop, I feel like that's where I look at fashion progressing and you can watch it happen in real time where fashion is changing so rapidly. It also has to do with creators becoming curators. You look at Depop. Depop, these creators are actually just that. They are curators Mm -hmm. of things that they think are cool or that people would enjoy. And I believe that a similar type of thing is going to happen here on TikTok where it's like, these are the things that I think are cool and that you can buy. I am basically a one-person retail shop. And what we know for a fact is that direct-to-consumer is the way to unlock the creator middle class because it's the thousand true fans or the 10,000 true fans model where to make money in advertising, I need millions and millions of people watching my content. To make money as an e-commerce store, if I sell something for a hundred bucks and I sell a thousand of those pieces in a year, I made a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, I mean, even just the idea of a small business, if you think yeah. about a small business existing digitally yeah. on one of these social platforms, small business, small amounts of viewership, you can't support an advertising model like that. 
unless it's extremely niche, right? And like the advertiser is perfectly aligned. But even then, it's still advertising is about the quantity of eyeballs, right? Right. It's not necessarily, doesn't necessarily take into consideration the quality all the time of those eyeballs. The table is still dripping coffee onto my pants. There is coffee under the bottom side of the table. That is crazy. Yeah. My last prediction is about your pants. Are you going to buy another pair of these white pants? Yes. Okay. I was going to predict it. But, okay. Well, I am. Okay. Madeline said, I showed her a picture and she said, we can save those. That's amazing. If you can, if she can solve that, my prediction is she can't. Wow. Yeah. So everyone drop a prediction somewhere. White pants covered in coffee. What about on Twitter? I'll put a post a picture on Twitter. If you're part of the pod squad, can we save these pants? Can we save these pants? Yes or no? Let us know. (laughs) All right, Colin, why don't you whip up the takeaways for us today? That is a line directly wow. from Snacks Daily. Straight uh, from Yeah, I love those Snacks guys. Daily. Nick and Jack, we had a great uh, Zoom with them. Love those guys. They make a great podcast. Um, but let's talk about these. The four, four predictions. Where are we going in the creator economy? Number one, we're going to see the rise of creator-based communities. So these are communities that essentially become creators in their own right, and it takes a lot of pressure off of the individual sole creator to always be the one putting out content. Number two, creators are getting hired and creators are hiring. I think what what we're seeing is that this creator gig economy or the creator employment market is going to start to pick up both at legacy media companies as well as the modern media companies, which are creator companies like Colin and Samir. We're also hiring, by the way. We're hiring a full-time writer for the published press right now. If you're out there and you're interested, you can apply. Basically, creators are the next great hiring pool of talent. Third, the daily vlog format is moving to TikTok. The question is, will audiences connect at a deep level with these with these creators, or are they really on TikTok just to see the For You page? I think they're there for the For You page, but we'll see. The last prediction is that creator commerce is the future. So as the creator middle class grows and looks to succeed, they're going to rely on direct-to-consumer options, not necessarily advertising. I think the, the overarching wrap-up here is that the small business owner-creator class is emerging. That took me a long time to say. The small business creator, <laughs> creator class. class. I just don't yeah. want to say creator middle class. Everyone says that. Yeah, this, I get it. But it's like small business owners. That's what you have to think about. It. Yep. That class is growing. And that these tools are enabling that class to grow. All right. Well, thanks for listening to this audio only episode for all of you in the pod squad. If you liked what we just talked about, you definitely like the published press. We send these emails out every Tuesday and Friday. You can sign up at thepublishedpress.com and let us know what you thought about this. I love doing audio only episodes. They're so fun. We're trying to figure out in 2022, I predict a Colin and Samir podcast that's separate from this coming out. Mm, I like that. It's a good prediction. Interesting. Uh, That is it for this episode of the Colin and Samir Show. Thanks for listening. We'll see you on YouTube this week. (laughs) 